0: What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Canterbury, the podcasting coach here and... Health is something we all have to think about in business, because if you don't have your health right, it's going to be harder for you to do the things you have to do to grow your business. So our guest and I, we're going to talk about four core pillars of health. We're going to talk about sleep, stress management, nutrition, and fitness. We're going to get a little bit of each one in for this episode. So our guest who joins us is the founder of DadBot Health, and is a registered nurse, personal trainer, health and performance coach, and fitness nutrition specialist. He hosts the Dad Bod podcast and is on a mission to change the lives of over 1 million men so they can become the leaders of their families. Our guest who joins us is none other
1: than Jason Priest. Jason,
0: welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. That was quite the intro, man. I appreciate you having me on. Jason, it certainly is a pleasure
0: to have you on Breakthrough Success. We've talked in other episodes about health and how important it is. And I would like to go into sleep right away. I feel like that's something that we we haven't really addressed that as much. So I'm wondering, how do we get more disciplined with our sleep? Because it feels like Other disciplines get in the way of our discipline for sleep. I feel like that happens to a lot of people. So how can we put sleep in focus?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's a great question. And I'll just, you know, I'll I'll just put it out there. Most people don't sleep enough. And especially uh, in the entrepreneurial world, when we are trying to build our empires, uh, you know, sleep usually goes to the back burner. But when it comes to health, um, I list sleep as the first core pillar of health. Uh, because of its importance, and I feel like if you know the importance, and you know that you know the how behind the why, uh, then then maybe you'll make it a bigger priority. And I'll just tell you, man, anybody out there who is uh, struggling with weight loss um, or low energy levels throughout the day, specifically in relation to weight loss, it is very challenging to lose weight if. Uh, you're not getting enough sleep. So if you're someone who is not working on weight loss, but you're feeling bogged down all the time, uh, that's that's an area that I would really become laser focused on because here's the thing is there's two components when we talk about sleep. There's, there's both sleep quality and then there's sleep quantity. Okay, I'll give you a little analogy or a little example. Um, if I have a guy that I'm working with who may be, let's just say he's 50 pounds overweight and he has some underlying sleep apnea, well, he may sleep 10 hours a day, so he's getting plenty of quantity, but the quality just isn't there. And so you have to have these things align in order for you to optimize your sleep in the best way possible. Now, to go back to your question, um, you know, some strategies that I use, and as al- elementary as they sound uh, or may seem, is literally sticking to a strict sleep schedule. Um, our bodies are creatures of habit, as you well know, we, we get very much used to Uh, things that we do on a repetitive basis. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you go to sleep at the same time every day, your body will then start to wake up at the same time every day. And I'll just tell you from my personal experience, because I am so strict about my sleep schedule, um, I I cannot remember the last time that I had to use an alarm to wake Mm -hmm. up, my body wakes up naturally at the same time every day, because I follow this, this strict sleep schedule. So, you know, I know, I, I know, I poured a lot into that answer, man. But that's really the the first step is getting that dialed in, um, because if you don't, man, it's just going to have a trickle down effect, negative trickle down effect on the rest of your health habits. And waking up to an alarm clock, I get we have to do
0: it at times. Maybe you have some type of interview you have to go to. Maybe you have to get started on your work. But if you rely on the alarm clock, that can really mess you up long term. So. I know for me, I wake up anywhere between 8 a.m., 9 a.m. with my current sleep schedule, and that's a time okay for me based on my lifestyle right now. But when you don't set the alarm, you do wake up more naturally. It definitely has a better feel starting the day. And I feel like people get the idea of finding more time to sleep. It's stuff that you could come up with ideas right away. Maybe you cut down on the last hour of TV. It's willpower stuff. It's stuff you know how to do. You just got to do it. But what about sleep quality? Because I've heard about that a lot, but what goes into that part of it?
1: Yeah, for sure, man. And you use the word um, finding ways to make more time or to get more sleep. And really, it comes down to making the time. You know, I just wanted to expand on that because at the end of the day, if it's important to you, you'll make the time to do it, just like exercise, just like eating healthy. And when, when we sit back and uh, act as if sleep can wait till another day, you know, this, there's this entrepreneurial uh, spirit of the grind, You know, grind, 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 and, I, and I'll address my health or my sleep one day. Well, one day may never come. And the grind will grind you right into the ground if you're not careful. And so what I'm going to have to, you know, or the the way that I address it is really kind of shifting beliefs on the importance of sleep. Because at the end of the day, if you think about it like this, you know, there's the last time I checked, there are 24 hours in a day and the human body should sleep somewhere between seven and nine hours, right? Science shows us. And so I know that's a bit of a range and most people aren't going to sleep nine hours a day, but you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not at least shooting for seven, well, that's one third of your life that should be spent sleeping. If you don't see the power in that, maybe it's a gut check or a soul searching time for you because if we're supposed to sleep for one third of our lives, um, something tells me that it's kind of important. And so um, to answer your question about quality, so there's a lot of things that can go into uh, the quality of sleep. There are um, There are things from stimulants, there's blue light, there's being overweight, there's um, having it, some, some underlying breathing issue. There's a lot of factors that can have a positive or negative impact on the quality of your sleep. Um, you know, one of those, uh, specifically with what I do, is, is obviously help guys get healthy and, and lose weight. Uh, when, you do, when you do have extra weight, uh, there's a, and I know I mentioned it earlier in the show, but there's a chance you have some underlying sleep apnea if you've never had a sleep study done, you don't know if you have sleep apnea, but most people who are overweight probably have a little bit of issue there. And so number one would be addressing your weight, trying to get to a healthier weight. What you have to think about is this, is that with sleep apnea, you're literally choking on your own flesh because you have the fatty tissue on your neck. And so any weight that you can lose, whether it's five or 10 pounds or 55 or 60 pounds, any weight that you can lose is going to help take more of that fatty tissue away from your neck. And so, uh, you, you've got to, you kind of have to have this, um, whole wholehearted approach because it's not just about what can I do today? It's about what can I do today to start working on a better tomorrow? And for some people that might be two months for some people that might be two years. But if you're taking action to make little dents in, you know, these th- these areas of focus, uh, that 's what 's going to have the compounding effect over the long haul that 's going to be able to give you the real results that you 're after, so I know that was a, a bit of a lengthy answer, but man there 's so many factors that goes into quality of sleep and it 's such a crucial piece and you know to to the health puzzle. Somebody who sleeps ten hours a day but has severe sleep apnea uh, probably is getting less sleep than somebody who only sleeps for five hours a day but you know does not have sleep apnea is getting into a deep sleep so the guy that's sleeping 10 hours is thinking he's doing everything he can. And when at the end of the day, there's there's other root causes that need to be addressed in order to help that guy move forward.
0: And I love how we talk about the root causes because sleeping 10 hours or sleeping 14 hours, there's a point where more sleep is bad for you. Like yes. you want to get to the basic third of your life, like seven to nine hours, ideally around eight. But if you do 14 hours of sleep or something crazy like that it is counterproductive to For sure. sleep that long and i do want to get into the i want to get into nutrition and fitness because you mentioned how people who Maybe they have some extra weight, like it's harder for them to really get into that deep sleep. So whether you are someone looking to lose weight or you're just going for something like body optimization, nutrition and fitness are two key parts of that. So I'm wondering, especially for people who uh, maybe they want to lose some pounds, how do we have that balance where we are locked into our nutrition and fitness and what do we do there? while at the same time knowing that some people who are in the situation right now where they aren't able to get quality sleep and just having the willpower to do the things to help them in the long term?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, the first point that I want to touch on there is anybody who uh, is not getting good quality of sleep, uh, both, you know, both quality and quantity, if you're not getting enough and you're not getting enough quality, uh, you're t- especially in guys. You're going to have a higher level of cortisol, and when you have elevated cortisol levels, it is very, very, very difficult to lose weight. I'll give you an example. I had a guy that I worked with for for many uh, for for probably a year when I was at the corporate wellness level and before I started my business. Well, in corporate wellness, I was only talking to this guy once a month, and so in our phone calls were 10 or 15 minutes, so we never really dove deep enough to find out, you know, it was more surface level stuff. Well, once I figured out that this guy, he, this guy was literally working out six times a week, uh, 30 minutes of cardio, 30 minutes of weights, and was basically eating like a rabbit, but with some additional protein, right? Like mostly, you know, vegetables and protein and couldn't lose a pound. And when I figured out that he had a very high stress job and he was staying up till, Uh, 12 or one o'clock in the morning every day to crunch deadlines for work. Um, We found out that his, his stress levels were through the roof. He wasn't getting quality or quantity of sleep. And when we got those things dialed in, this guy's fat started melting off of him like butter and he was completely mind blown. I'm look like the power of hormones is crazy strong and you cannot, you you cannot beat that. And so when you, when you dial that in, uh, it can have a massive effect. And so, Um, to, to expand on that a little bit with regards to your question, when it comes to fitness and it comes to nutrition and you are, if you are working on those things and you're living a more active lifestyle, you're going for your walks, you're going to the gym, whatever that looks like in your life, that is one thing that can actually help you sleep and get into a deeper sleep a little bit easier. Uh, Same thing with nutrition, if you're eating fast food all the time and you're drinking energy drinks and sodas, and you're loading up on sugar and and processed carbohydrates, you're naturally not going to to feel your healthiest. If you're fueling your body with real nutrients, it's in turn and staying away from the sugar filled beverages and these energy drinks that that people are drinking for a quick fix. You're getting rid of all that nonsense. Well, now you're going to have a much easier time probably initiating sleep. And so what I would recommend is anybody that's in a situation where if you're 50 pounds overweight and you're tired all the time, but you're really trying with your exercise and you're really trying with your diet, then the first step is, is literally finding about finding out about sleep apnea. If you've got sleep apnea and you can get um, you know a device, either a CPAP or something even less these days, they've got several options to help the process of you getting more quality of sleep while you're working on your weight loss efforts. Well, now you've got this, this basically magical system because you're going you're gonna to lose weight easier. It's going to be more motivating for you to continue to put in the efforts, but now you're optimizing every area of your life. Now you give yourself the chance to lose the weight. You lose the weight, you get off the CPAP, and now you've you know, you basically transformed your life with a couple of different areas of focus.
0: And it's really interesting how we're talking about these four core pillars. And if you've got something you're not happy with in your health, it's usually one of these four core pillars that's out of whack. And it could be all four. And sometimes it's a lot more subtle where sometimes you're doing like the walks, you're getting the sleep, but you have the stress. And that's what's burning you out. And I mean sleep is definitely one of the more important parts. I'm emphasizing sleep here because something we haven't talked about as much in previous episodes. We definitely covered the other three pillars in different scenarios, but part of the issue is that people get into negative routines. So I had a routine where I barely get six hours of sleep a day and that affected me. And uh, thinking about it now, like most of those other pillars, like it was one of those things where uh, I didn't Gain a lot of weight, but it was one of those things where I wasn't performing at my best. So I am sure. wondering, how do we get out of those negative routines and create the positive routines that we stick to?
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a great question, and and that's really it's going to be a little bit different from everybody. But here's here's what I uh, kind of hold near and dear to my heart because I believe that this could this can be the most powerful thing that you do in your life on a daily basis, and that is obviously we've all heard the phrase, you know, you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. So when you have these plans in your head, we all do this. We all come up with new ways that we're going to do things, whether it's with health, our relationships, our business, doesn't matter what area of life we we visualize what a better way could potentially be. And so even, even if the, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that embrace the body positivity and all this crap at the end of the day, like, if you're if you're 400 pounds there is zero chance that you feel confident and comfortable in your own skin. I don't care how much you talk about it that's the reality of it part of you know part of being confident is being healthy or at least working on your health and, and improving that and so uh, the the way that I go about this especially with my private clients is having this shift where we start to emphasize more of the small wins and the small commitments so I like to say, you know, it's it's literally about following through with your micro commitments and keeping the promises that you make to yourself. Because here's the thing, and I'll just I just use the the 50 pound weight loss thing as an example. Because uh, you and I both know, it doesn't take a long look around this country to know that there's a lot of those guys out there, right? And women. So with that, if you start to keep the micro commitments you make to yourself, so say you've thought about uh, on a Saturday night or Sunday you're like, you know what? I'm going to try to be more healthy this week. I want to have more energy. I know I need to do something about this. So Monday I'm going to go to the gym or Monday I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to get to bed on time Monday night to create this, you know, this good streak. I'm going to eat a little bit healthier. I'm going to skip the fast food and I'm going to take my lunch to work. If Monday rolls around and you do none of that, not only have you gotten further away from your goal, Because you didn't take action on a day where you could have. And so now you're that much less, you know, that that much uh, far behind or or for lack of a better term, you're still behind on your goal, right? So if you look at it like this, though, you're not only going to lose ground with your goal, but you're also going to lose confidence with yourself. The way that we build confidence is following through with these commitments we make to ourselves. Again, even in business, you know, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. When you start to follow through with these small promises, these micro-commitments, it has a massive compounding effect. So the reverse also holds true. If you follow through with your micro-commitments, you're going to get a little bit closer to your goal, but you're also going to start to build more confidence. And one thing that I have my clients do is every night before they go to bed, they document five people that made a difference in their life for the day, and they document five wins. These wins can be as small as I went to the gym and I try to talk myself out of it to, you know, I did really, really great with nutrition today. I had an opportunity to grab a Snickers bar in the break room and I didn't. So wins, wins are wins, but they stack up and they have a massive compounding effect. And when you document those and you implant those into your subconscious mind, telling yourself every day that I am a winner, you start to get even more confident. And now you see this massive amount of momentum start to pick up and really give you that, that jolt uh, of motivation that you need. I believe that we have to create our own motivation. Uh, external sources of motivation are temporary and don't last. But when you create your own motivation by instead leveraging momentum, then you have this massive train of motivation that it will eventually kick in. And so that is, uh, that's how I address it in my own life uh, and I, how I also coach my clients. It's literally about following through with those micro commitments. Nobody loses 50 pounds in a week. And you're not going to have massive wins most days, but those small wins, they sure do add up.
0: And I want to go into something further. Jason mentioned at the very end, nobody loses 50 pounds in a week. And that is the opportunity I want to build on because you could do these micro commitments. You could do the small wins. And that is a great strategy to do the daily documentation, especially when you look back and you see your progress. And it's really important to do it there because uh, I'll just use running as an example. It took me over a year of running and other soccer stuff, but it took me a year of running straight to break my first sub five mile. And when you are going towards a goal like that, or you're trying to lose 50 pounds, it is something that definitely takes a lot of time. And people would rather just get the result right away. And there is this need for instant gratification. So it could be a week later, you're doing different things right, but you gain a pound. Or maybe you only lose a pound and you don't feel good because you were hoping maybe you lose five or 10. And you see these things on the web, lose seven pounds in seven days or lose 20 pounds in three seconds, whatever these ads are. But... I am wondering how would you recommend for people to truly stick it out in the long term? Everyone knows you don't lose 50 pounds in a week, but a lot of people think they're gonna be the special exceptions. Yeah. So how do we stick that out for the long term?
1: That's an awesome question, man, because we do live in an immediate gratification society. And and look, you know, you and I both have a thousand dollar computer in our hand. We can ask Siri or Alexa, whatever we want. We can go on Google. We can get answers immediately. We can go to the fast food on the corner and get that quick. This is our society. Mm. Um, unfortunately the expectation is that we also have the same thing happen with health. Um, which clearly isn't the case, which is, you know, job security for me. But at the end of the day, like, my goal is to make the biggest impact in the obesity epidemic in our country that I possibly can before my time is done. And so, What you have to realize is this, is that I come from a place where I was 60 pounds overweight. um, I was in in very bad health, um, and I just figured out a way. I tried the fad diets. I tried all the immediate gratification stuff. And what really helped me, again, following through with those micro commitments, but finding a system that fit my lifestyle the best that allowed me to still be able to enjoy life. Obviously you can see burgers and beer are on my logo. I'm very much a, a burger and beer snob. I will only drink IPAs and they have to be a certain kind. I mean, like I, I take it to another level, but I'm not willing to give those things up. And when I was trying to get healthy, I didn't want to give that stuff up. And I'm like, I got to figure out a way because I'm not about to like, I'm not going to live keto the rest of my life and never eat a carb. And so when you find a system like that, that's reality and you can start to embrace health as an actual journey versus a short or long-term goal. We all have goals, but I'll give you an example in my own life right now. I'm what I I am in what I call maintenance mode right now. I don't have a physique goal. Um, yes, I have a six-pack. No, I don't really want any more muscle mass because I don't want to eat all the calories that I need to to gain it. So I don't have a true like physique goal. My goal is to maintain both my mental clarity and my energy levels so that. I can take care of the baby that's going to be born in about a month in my life as well as my five-year-old son. And so that's what people need to – that's what you, – you can't lose sight of the fact that your goals are going to change. If you're determined to lose 50 pounds or 100 pounds, you're going to lose it. You just put in the work. You get there. You put your head down. You know that bad days are going to come, and you work through those. Eventually, you lose that 100 pounds or that 50 pounds. But then life doesn't just stop, and that's what a lot of people – they, they have a challenging time realizing that, okay, well, when I lose that 100 pound, what's next? You're going to go back to the old lifestyle that got you to the 100, 100 pounds overweight, mm. or are you going to continue this new healthy lifestyle that has you feeling great and gave you the ability to lose the weight? And so when you have this shift in thoughts that it's not just about my short-term goal of losing 20 pounds and my long-term goal of losing 100 pounds, it's about embracing this as a journey and realizing that the things that you're currently doing to your body, if they're healthy habits – are having a very, very great impact on the inside. And eventually, the outside is going to get that benefit too. But it's a process, as you well know. And when you can embrace that journey and embrace the process, it takes a lot of the stress and frustration and overwhelm off your shoulders because you can believe in that long-term vision.
0: And I really love how Jason said, I want to do it my way. Because he tried the fad diets. He tried the this worked for someone else. So because it works for someone else, it should work for me too if I follow it all. That, this is a big mess up when it comes to like online success. Also, you see someone yes. who's successful with this one method. You think you copy that said method to the T and then you're supposed to be, that's not the case. You right. have to do it your own way. So there is a little bit of a balance to it. Jason decided what he could still have and what he said, these were his non-negotiables. But you also have to be realistic. Like, if you have diabetes, then you shouldn't be craving your sugar anymore. Like, you have to change based on what the circumstances suggest. But it's interesting how Jason said these are the things that I want to keep. And I'm wondering if you could talk more about your specific journey with losing the 60 pounds, any types of frustrations you may have had along the way because maybe you feel like you wanted to do it faster bad habits? And then how did you not go like, you know, lose 60 and then quickly regain it back?
1: That's a great question, Mark. And, you know, I'll just tell you, and you know, this too, man, I know you, you're not a guy that needs to lose weight, or at least I can't, I can't tell you you look good on camera in terms of weight. (laughs) So uh, that's a great question, though, because you know, as well as I do, there's a lot of um, misinformation, there's a lot of myths out there, you listed some of the ad examples off yourself. The weight loss industry is full of these quick fixes, these pills, these uh, you know replacement shakes. Everybody wants that quick fix, and that's why the weight weight loss industry will never struggle. the The obesity epidemic is here to stay; um, it's not going away. And unfortunately, there is a lot of misinformation out there. And so, when I first started, um, I you know I was our, I was a registered nurse at the time and knew like what I really should be doing. I just wasn't prioritizing my health. I My mom passed away at a young age. Um, I was 25 at the time. I went into a bit of a depression, started drinking more and like really uh, had a very, very unhealthy lifestyle. And so the, the, the pounds started packing on and would almost seemed like overnight for me. Um, started dealing with, you know, the low back pain, the low energy levels, low libido, you name it, man. I had it. Um, everything was, everything was low except for the numbers that my doctors cared about most, which is my weight, my cholesterol, triglycerides, blood pressure. And so what I had to do was I had to figure out that the fad diets and those kinds of things weren't for me. And I know that like, I wish I, you know, I I can go back and say, I wish I had my system from day one, but then I wouldn't have been able to learn. Then I wouldn't have been able to experience this and really be able to help provide the insight that I do now to the the people that I help in, in my communities, my, you know, all my private clients. And so with that being said, you, you know, it's a, it, it was a very frustrating, a very overwhelming battle for me because I didn't, I didn't want to hit snooze seven times every morning. I didn't want to have to have a a monster mid morning because I had no energy. I didn't want to be out of breath after walking up one flight of stairs. And so I I have vivid memories of uh, this old town that we used to live in, and I would go out, sit on the curb with my my headphones in for 20 or 30 minutes, trying to pep myself up and give myself this little bit of motivation pep talk just to go do a mile and a half jog. And I would never go do a mile and a half jog these days, but at that point, I thought that was the way. I thought I needed a lot of cardio. I thought I needed the fad diets, cut out all carbs, nonsense. Um, and that can work for a short time, but it's not sustainable. And so when I, when I finally decided, look, like I still want my burgers on the weekends. I still want my beers on the patio, you know, while I'm hanging out by my pool, I still want these things in life. So what am I going to do in order to make that become a reality? And that's when I started really studying the behind the scenes of what really goes into weight loss. And it's not just about diet and exercise, which is why I put so much emphasis on sleep, stress management mindset is a huge thing, obviously. And so when you put that all that together, and you have the right type of workout structure to keep you in and out of the gym and under, you know, let's call it 45, 50 minutes, something that's not overwhelming. Um, nobody wants to go spend two hours in the gym unless your goals are way beyond what I'm, you know, helping people do. And so when you have a nutrition plan that the foods actually taste good, And you're not, you're not bored by looking at chicken, brown rice, and broccoli, or trying to meal prep for six days at a time. I don't believe in any of that. I've tried it all. And again, it just wasn't sustainable. Um, When you can, when you can have a system in your, in your life that gives you the ability to follow it, as long as you just show up every day and follow this simple system, then the sky becomes the limit for you. And so what I encourage people to do is you got to find what works best for you, because Weight loss is not a cookie cutter solution. What works for some people won't work that well for for others. And yes, there are gonna be weeks where you might gain a pound, like you said, and you thought you were gonna lose 10. The bottom line is this, again, it's a journey. The things that you're doing for your body on a weekly basis are adding up to the big picture, whether you believe it or not. Your internal organs are getting healthier. You're reducing adipose tissue from the inside, just like the outside. And so if you see your weight go up a a pound in one week, you just got to ignore it, uh, shrug it off and keep moving forward. Because at the end of the day, there are a lot, especially in the beginning, there are a lot of body composition changes that happen. And so with my clients specifically, I have them do some resistance training. Well, when they're adding muscle mass and they're taking away body fat at the same time, they might not see this crazy dip on the scale. They're like, well, what's going on? I'm like, just wait till like month three when you've added lean muscle mass, you've decreased your body fat, and now you've got your metabolism working for you instead of against you because of the lean muscle mass. Now you really start to see your results start to pick up. And so, um, it's a process with anybody that goes through it. Uh, the same thing happens every single time with all of my clients, you get more energy first, your body starts to reward you heavily. And then that's a shot of motivation. Um, say, Four weeks later, you start to notice your clothes are fitting a little bit better. You start to maybe see some visual changes in the mirror. That's another shot of motivation. Then another four weeks goes by. Two months in, other people start to take note. They're saying, wow, you sure seem energetic today. Or wow, you're looking a little trimmer these days. There's another shot of motivation. So that's where this motivation train starts to kick in. But again, it, becomes, it comes down to trusting the process and actually embracing it as a lifelong journey. And I love how Jason
0: says it's a lifelong journey. We've talked about long term, but lifelong also because you do hit your goal. What then? If you don't have a plan for maintaining it, then you're going to go back to square one. So it is a lifelong journey, fitness, health, all of it. It's a lifelong journey that we have to continue to stay focused on. And this is just one of the ways you could build on it. Like Listening to an episode like this, it means you're taking your four core pillars of health seriously. And Jason, I know he has a podcast, which we'll be linking to in the show notes. So you guys learn more about taking your health seriously and just some of the behind the scenes stuff that goes into achieving your health and overall life goals. So as I mentioned before, that link will be in the show notes or any other places you want us to go to keep following all the work you're doing.
1: Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on. This has been a fun conversation. So um, <clears throat> yeah, that, that, the podcast link, I, uh, I talk often about uh, communities and such on there. So anybody who wants to check out uh, the dad bod pod Um, come over, check it out. There's a lot of valuable information. The good thing about that, um, my podcast is I do a a solo show, um, every week along with an interview each week so that it really gives me the ability to, to maintain my platform to to provide the teaching and the coaching aspect, uh, to my audience. So I appreciate you mentioning that. Um, the best place to get me, man, uh, if you're a dad or even a dude who wants to improve his health, um, probably, uh, just come, come join my free group. Uh, That's over at, you can just go to discussionswithdadsgroup.com. So yeah, discussionswithdadsgroup.com. You'll click a little button. It'll take you to a quick conversation. Um, We'll get you approved for the group. And uh, I do a weekly live stream every Wednesday night in there, um, going over all of the information that we've uh, covered today and much, much more. So that's probably the best place to get me, man. And then on Instagram and any of my handles, it's all at at dadbodhealth.
0: That's a lot of great resources for you guys to tackle. We'll have all those in the show notes. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. And thank you, Jason, for coming on Breakthrough Success.
1: Thanks, Mark. I appreciate you having me on, man.